You are now listening to the Faith Community Bible Church Podcast. It's our prayer that this message is not only a blessing to you, but to your entire family. Join us as we aim to make Christ known in our community by caring for the community. God bless. He has not failed because there is no failure in our God. There's failure in us, but there's faithfulness in Him. He's true to everything He said. If He said it, He'll do exactly what He said. Y'all, come on. Come on. It's something about the promises of God that I can stand securely and firmly on what God said because He's faithful to His Word. And we said one time that God is so faithful to us because. He, we are his creation, and he has redeemed us, and God cannot deny himself. We have the essence of God in us. He blew blew enough the breath of life and gave us life and that everlasting. One more time, put your hands together. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord is what the psalmist said. And that's what I come to do is make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We welcome God. You can be seated in the presence of God. We welcome each one of you here at Faith Community Bible Church. Um, if you knew, wave your hand to me. If you knew, your first time guest here at Faith Community, wave your hand. Amen. 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 We welcome you who are in the building, those who are online for the first time. We welcome you. If you have not done so already, we ask that you would see one of our connection people. Amen. Um, she, she just walked to the back, and she, she'll wave her hand at you. She has an orange lanyard on. Amen. We ask that you fill out one of our connection cards so we can know how we can better serve you and pray for you in the future. I am Lawrence Baker, the associate pastor here at Faith Community Bible Church, and it is a joy to be in the house of the Lord. Sometimes I think we take it for granted, but it is a joy to be in the house of God. And so we're so excited. Listen, I just want to real quick before we go into, I want to say thank you. Thank you to Faith Community Bible Church at large. Faith Community Bible Church at large. We put a call out for the last month and a half and said we need a whole bunch of candy. A whole bunch of candy. A whole lot of candy. And let me tell you, Faith, y'all showed up and showed out. And so thank you. Thank you for what you guys donated. Um, We had an opportunity on yesterday to partner with um, the Jennings Youth Commission um, and in their trunk or treat effort, and it was amazing. It it was an amazing, amazing, amazing um, event. Um, Do me a favor. I just want to shout out and thank God for Sister Christina, who led it out in an amazing way, right? She's still doing the baby mama thing. I'm talking about the, the, the baby. She's a baby. She's a, a new. Yeah, there you go, y'all. She, she ain't no baby mama. You, you know, you got to watch how you say things. We got different meanings for stuff. You know, we, we got this urban dictionary. They, 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 just, they just had um, a son. Her and BJ just had a son um, here, uh, I guess, about a year ago or so. And, and uh, so family dealing with dealing with the baby, being a wife, working, serving in our youth ministry, as well as putting together uh, an amazing event on yesterday. So we come on, help me thank God for Sister Christine, an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, job uh, she did um, pulling together this, this trunk or treat. And to all those who came out, listen, I got a picture. I think I got a picture 
um, uh, what it, there go all the people. That's us. Hey, hey, you see that, right, bro? David, you see that right in the back, in the center? Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I knew David would see that. I hit eyes zoom right in on that Mahomes jersey. But the, the, these are our, our volunteers. Um, the kids came out. They even helped some. And it was just an amazing event. And it was just awesome to be there. Now, so we had, I didn't get all the pictures. I just want to show you all two. One is all the volunteers. Secondly, so we had this little contest, right, that whoever had the best uh, decorated table get, the, uh, get, get a gift card. And so everybody already know who it is. Ranisha was there, so y'all know who got it, right? So Ranisha and Johnny got the best table, and um, we have a picture of it. Look at that. They got the Dalmatians thing, right? And, and, and you can't appreciate it on the picture like you could in person. Um, it looked like, what's her name, Crucilla? Crucilla? Cruella. <laughs> don't, don't look at me in that tone of voice, because I don't know. I know who Jesus is. So, so, it, so it, you can't see it, but behind her is Cruella. She's, the Cruella's holding the box. And Ranisha is actually a Dalmatian in the box. No, y'all, y'all, y'all had to see it. But it, it was an amazing opportunity. Uh, Johnny and Ranisha did an amazing job setting up their table. And to everyone who set up a table, thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. It was fun, and it was a joy to connect with our community in the way that we did. Uh, I, I just want to use this as an opportunity to say as well, we know we all have different rhythms of life. Absolutely. And we're busy. But I think, I think that the, an example of what it means to really be intentional about finding ways to serve, um, I, th- I think um, Christina is one of those type of people. I'm just pointing it out for a reason. She has a lot going on. She can't do a lot. She makes it clear. I can only do so much. But what she can do, she is intentional about doing. That's all God wants from us. That's all we ask as leadership. We know you can't do everything and be everywhere all the time. But what we ask is that you find some intentionality somewhere in your life where you can ensure that you are serving with your church family in the efforts that we're doing to make Christ known in the community by caring for the community. Again, thank you to all who participated. Thank you for all who donated candy. Y'all helped make that a success. Amen. Amen. I didn't come just to make announcements. I come to preach the word. Amen. Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles. Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans chapter eight. Amen. We're going to begin reading in verse 12. Romans chapter eight, verse 12, where we'll find our text for for, for today. Romans 8, beginning in verse 12. I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible, but also be on the screens uh, for your reading. It reads as follows. So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh because if you live according to the flesh you're going to die but if by the spirit you put to death the, de- the deeds of the body you will live for all those led by God's spirit or God's sons 
for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if God's children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified um, with him. Such is the reading of the word. The word of God is blessed. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we thank you for this opportunity to just assemble together to honor and glorify you, Lord God, and to hear what thus saith the Lord. So as we open up our hearts, open up our minds, Lord God, ready to make application to what we hear, we pray that you would speak to us today in such a way, God, that when we leave here, we know um, how important it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Let every heart say amen. 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 You might be seated in the presence of God. I'm going to speak to you guys for just a few minutes from the subject, follow the leader. Follow the leader. Um, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite movies is Forrest Gump. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Forrest. Forrest Gump was a good movie, you know. Um, I like Forrest Gump because he was just this ordinary guy. Some would say um, a, a guy with issues, but... Um, Forrest, at growing up, had an issue with his legs um, until one day um, he was out on the road going home and the bullies came down the road and they were throwing rocks at him. And so Jenny <laughs> told Forrest to run. And Forrest ran and he ran so hard and so fast he ran out of his braces. That's a message for another day. But he realized that he could run. He could, he could move. And so Forrest started running. So much so that at one point in the movie, um, uh, some tragedy happened to him. And he just took off and started running. He just running. And, and, and they asked him where he was going. He said, I don't know. I'm just running. But the more he ran, people started following him. Following behind him, running. And um, um, running... Uh, didn't know where he was going, but they kept running with him. And those individuals followed him until he stopped running. Uh, we called that uh, in the playground at, at the elementary school, follow the leader. Now, I'm not telling you guys to follow Forrest Gump. I'm not telling you guys to follow even me. But what I do want to impress upon you it's how important it is to follow the leading of the Spirit. Yeah. It is absolutely essential. This is my main point. Being led by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for every believer. I'm going to say it one more time. Being led by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for every believer. 
we're going to look and see what this looked like. Last week, um, Elder Shelton did an amazing job ministering the Word of God. Amen. Extreme makeover. Yeah. I love how he set that up and worked that text. He did an amazing job and how important it is for us to understand that Christ in us through his Spirit gives us new life. He makes us over. We're no longer tied to and bound to sin and death. We are free. And I don't know about y'all, but I know how powerful salvation is, and I think it looks good on you. This makeover is amazing. It's, it's, it's wonderful, but it's not of our own doing. There, there, there is a, a power that works in and through all of us to help us to experience that makeover or true transformation. We've been talking about here in these first few chapters of, of Romans, we've been talking a lot about justification. Now we're bridging and we're transitioning into this, 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 this principle of sanctification, this truth of sanctification. I love that because um, Jesus didn't just save us, but Jesus through his spirit also sanctifies us being confident of this very thing that he that begun a good work in you shall complete it, finish it, work it out, mature it until the day of Jesus Christ. He didn't just save us to have new life, but he's working something out in us. He didn't just buy an old broken down house. He is renovating as, 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 as Elder Shelton say, he is making us over as we go. Um, he did an amazing job doing this. But, but he let us know that the Holy Spirit resides in us. So we know the Holy Spirit is a resident in us. But the question that's on the table today is the Holy Spirit president in us. You're, yeah, it's, it's resident. We know he's there. He lives in us because we are believers. He indwells us we, as we become believers. And I, I, I know, I know I'm, I'm going to mess up some folk, um, um, traditional, denominational theology, but you ain't got to go in no room and beg God to give you his spirit. No, you ain't got to do that. No, no, no. His spirit is present in salvation, right? And once we accept Christ, the spirit takes up residence in us. So what happens when you hear the word of God say he stands at the door and knocks? That's, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is ministering to our hearts in order that our hearts might be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fact that we are all um, um, sinners, that we all um, fall short of the glory of God. He, the Holy Spirit is knocking at our hearts saying, come on, you got to open up. You can't live in the isolation of your sin and death. You got to open up the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door. But what happens is, is that once our hearts are ready and we open up, here comes Jesus Christ, right, the one who lived a perfect life, 100% God, 100% man, stepped out of eternity into humanity in order that he can save a wretch like me. Not only did he walk this earth and live perfectly, but somebody said he took the death that I so richly deserved by hanging on the cross and the wrath of God that was for me was poured 
out on him. Y'all, y'all don't hear me. The wrath of God, the, the wrath of God, right? The punishment for my sin was poured upon him. They took him down like some common thief. They buried him in the grave and they thought it was all over. The disciples went home. They, was, they, was, they had walked with him and they thought it was over. But early, oh, that's that Baptist about to come out in here. Early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And he sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. But when he went away, he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you without help. I'm going to send you another helper. Right? I'm going to send you another helper. And it's important that we understand the helper is there to help us. And we can't ignore it. You know, sometimes, watch this. Um, we, we, we just came back from Atlanta, and I noticed something on the plane. That when they start talking about all the safety things, everybody doing their own thing. Getting their iPods ready and iPads, whatever they call them things. Their earbuds, getting their tablets ready, getting their good book they about to read. Right, getting their snacks on deck. Y'all know how it is. Everybody's paying attention to ensure that they can live, I mean, ride comfortably while, while the instructions, y'all, while the instructions are being given. It happens because of this. It happens because of this. Um, it's two things that happen. One is you heard it so many times before. Oh, I know what they're saying. I know how to put my seatbelt on. I, I know where, where the air masks are dropping from in the ceiling. Then, then there's the other people who just don't think they're going to ever need that information. They're going to land us right where we need to be, right there in ATL, safe without harm. And many of us are like that sometimes. When the Word of God is coming, when the Holy Spirit is dealing with us, we, 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 we act as though we heard that before. But we have to have an immediate urgency in our lives. Woo. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That hit me just real, just a special way. We have to have immediate urgency. That means right now, it's important. Right now, it's important. Right now, every now is a right now. It's important that I hear from God, that God gives me my instructions, that God gives me the direction, that God shows me where I need to do some things a little, a little, a little different. He, he poured out, he left us the spirit. He sent the spirit to be our, our helper. And so it's important that we understand that Jesus came in, sin, in sinful flesh likeness that we can live in Christ. Now, yeah, ooh. He came in sinful flesh likeness without sinning. That we can live Christ-like even though we sin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th th that's, that's the power of God. See, see, see he sent his son. Uh, um, God sent his son. Jesus came in the likeness of sinful flesh to defeat flesh so that we can live in likeness by his spirit. it says that we live in the spirit. One, one, one of the verses, uh, Romans 8, 8, 9 says, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And you know, one of the things I always have, what it means for the spirit to be in me? What it means for the spirit to, um, 
um, uh, to be in the spirit. Well, to be in the spirit just means um, that the spirit of God lives in you. Yeah. It's not deep. He said it in the text. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. It ain't about what, what, it's not necessarily about what you're in, it's about who's in you. Because his presence in you is what gives you this new life. And we have new life through, through Christ by his spirit, but we experience this new life by being led by God's spirit, right? We have new life through Christ, but we experience this new life by being led by the Spirit. I'm almost done. My main point today, again, is being led by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for every believer. Being led by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for every believer because, firstly, the Spirit leads us to live according to God's will. The Spirit leads us to live according to God's will. Remember in John 14, he said that. He said, and, and, and the Spirit will lead us into all truth. Truth is God's revealed will for our lives. He will always, the Holy Spirit will always lead us um, um, to live according to God's will. Let's look at our text today. Verse 12 says, so then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Because if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. Listen, it's, it's, the kids understood that. So, so then, if, if, if we, are not we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going uh, to die. The Spirit leads us to live according to God's will. It, it's vitally important to understand that you can't wake up in the morning and just do good. You can't wake up and just do right and be right. It's, 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 it's not that simple because you are still tainted. I am still tainted with the residue, y'all, come on, um, um, that, that comes along with my fleshly um, condition. Y'all, come on. I, I know you don't have no residue. I got residue. I, I got residue, and I know, when, I, I know when the flesh trying to stick its head up. I know when the flesh trying to act up. I know when it's happening. You know how I know? Because... His spirit lives in me. <laughs> Here's the Holy Spirit. Here's the Holy Spirit. Here's the Holy Spirit. You, you have been driving down the road, and um, all of a sudden, um, you see um, some construction down the road. The closer you get to the construction, you start seeing signs. Yeah. The signs say, uh, um, merge left in uh, 200 feet. Um, uh, the, 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 the level of the road is changing 50 feet. It he, he, the signs tell you when trouble is coming. 
The Holy Spirit ensures us and tells us when trouble is coming, right? What, but, but, but the problem with that, the problem with that is, is that um, we got, uh, we got four-wheel drive. I've been this way before. I got this. I can navigate these issues. I can navigate this terrain. And so we feel as though that we ignore the signs and we keep on driving. James, James 1 says this, that God doesn't tempt. God is not tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man, but every man and woman. I just want to make sure we in the room. Is drawn away. Of their own, watch this, y'all. We ain't got to translate that from, from Greek. By their own lust and enticed. So sometimes we mad at the devil, but the devil say, I'm just using what you love. <laughs> if we don't do anything, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us in order that we can begin to do something about our flesh condition and our, our, what our flesh loves, your appetite has to change. Come on, y'all. Hey, listen, I have conversations all the time with Johnny, and he reminds me, yeah, I used to eat this, I used to eat that. Oh, yeah, I used to get down. Right? But, but, but now he don't eat all that stuff. He eat in a more healthy way. And, and it's funny, though, because they act like it don't even bother them. But it don't. Because their appetite has changed. Right? I don't want no vegan nothing. I tell them all the time, I need to eat something with a mama. You ain't got to have a daddy, but you sure got to have a mama. I need some meat. He said, what guy? Somebody said, say, what kind of thing have a mama and no, no daddy? An egg, a chicken. Y'all stop. Y'all so deep. So the Spirit, he, the Spirit leads us to live according to God's will. What is God's will for our life? It's holiness. Come on, don't be afraid of that word. That's not a word for the sanctified church around the corner. Holiness. Holiness is a way that we should live. Holiness is our God consciousness. Because watch this. Notice what I say is that God consciousness. Because for real, at God's standard, we can never in ourselves live holy. But that's why he sent us a helper. <laughs> I, get excited, I get excited, y'all. You know, y'all, I'm talking about I get excited like payday Friday. Y'all don't understand. The Holy Spirit comes in and leads us to live according to God's will. God's will is that we do what he says. Um, um, the, the Bible says that if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. It's not something that we can just do, but by the power uh, and the leading of the Holy Spirit in our life, we're able to follow through with what God's commands are for our life. And the Bible says we do them, and it's not a burden to us to do what God says. It ain't an inconvenience to do what God says. We don't feel like we're missing out to do what God says. Um, we'll do what he says, even if it means we miss the game. We do what he says, even if it means missing my program. We do what it says, even if it means deleting the phone number out of my phone. We'll do what it says, even if it means turning off my um, Wi-Fi. If I got a problem with what I'm watching, it, it means that I'm willing to do anything that's necessary to live in God's will, but I only do it by his 
spirit. That's the only way that we can live according to God's will. But watch this, watch this, because I'm, I'm going to die deep. I want to kind of rest in the next couple of verses. He says this. He says um, um, in, in the text that, so then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh. You have no obligation to the flesh. The flesh should be dead. You should, you should, you should ignore them. You should say, as we used to say back in the day, talk to the hand because the spirit don't hear you. You know, because you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. I don't want to die. I want to live. But if by the spirit you are, go but by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. I need y'all to hear that. Um, by, 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 watch this. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Romans six and twenty three says this: For the ways of sin is, right. And if we live according to the flesh, we shall die. Mm. For the way to say is death, right? But here it says, but if by the Spirit you put the death of deeds of the body, you will live. There are two dominating views of living by the Spirit, and both are extremes. One is that uh, we give the Holy Spirit this sort of power of attorney, and we step back, and we expect him to act on our behalf. Holy Spirit, you do your thing. I'm going to be back over here. The other is that we are so theologically and systematically informed that we depend more on head knowledge and systems than the Holy Spirit. One is I sit back and expect the Holy Ghost to do all the work. Over here, I think I can do the work without the Holy Ghost. There's two competing ideologies that we find dominating in our church world. But the truth is, once we accept Christ as our Savior by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, we enter into partnership with God. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to make it plain. I'm going to make it plain. I want you all to hear this. We enter into partnership with God. It's a partnership of divine power and human will. What? To be led is a daily surrender of our will to the Holy Spirit, seeking his guidance in all areas of our life. It's a partnership. Listen, y'all, this ain't the Flintstones and Holy Spirit come bust us over our head and then drag us to do what he wants us to do. No, no. What happens is by the power, the indwelling presence, and the leading of the Spirit, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then by the indwelling presence of a Spirit who leads us, then um, his, 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 his power equips what our will desires. If you don't will to do good, if you don't will to be um, uh, in God's will, then the Holy Spirit can't empower that. But once you say, I'm, you know what? I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to be faithful to the Lord. Holy Spirit kicks into action. Y'all hear me? Right? Because he empowers our will. But we got to be following him. You, you ain't going to just bump into living right. You ain't going to just happen into doing God's will or living out God's will for your life. We have to be led by his 
Spirit. It is so vitally important that we are led by His Spirit. We are in partnership with God. It don't mean that we have any power. The fact is, we don't. But the Holy Spirit comes and equips and empowers our will when we will. Y'all remember in, in, in Romans 7, Paul had the struggle going on. And we try to lean on that to make excuse for ourselves. But that ain't what Paul was doing. He said, when I wouldn't do good, he was always present with me. Right? That which I would do, I don't do it. That which I don't want to do, I still do it. And so, you know, but, but y'all understand, though, he was talking about some kind of inner conflict. But then at the end, he told us how to resolve it. Y'all see, but we so busy getting our, our iPad out, putting our earbuds in, that we ain't hearing. We're not hearing the instructions that he's given us. Right? Who shall deliver me from this body of sin, this body of death? He said, Jesus. Y'all, come on. I, I, I feel you got to struggle. The struggle is real. Pastor Bird said a few weeks ago, but freedom is real too. Freedom is more real. We, 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 we experience the freedom of God. He has, he has given us the power over sin and death. He has given us the ability by his spirit to not always lean into what we don't want to do. Come on, let's be honest, y'all. Most of the time we do what we want to do because we want to do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me back up a little bit. Most times I do what I want to do because I want to do it. I know y'all saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all always do it right. Galatians 5 and 6 says this. 5 and 16 through 18. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. I love this, right? The, the Word of God got an answer to your question. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Like, like this is some dialogue. This dialogue. How do we not fulfill the lust of the flesh? Boy, y'all, I love it when people pay attention. See, see, y'all pay attention to the flight attendants because you heard what was said. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things you would. But, <laughs> well, Paul be tripping. Paul put them commas in there, boy, and changed the whole game. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are no longer under the law, under the power of the law, because we're saved by grace. He said then, by the Spirit, we put to death the deeds of the body. Put to death. King James says, mortify. What is um, mortification? Mortification is neither masochism. That means taking pleasure in self-inflicted pain. Nor is it asceticism, which means that you are resenting and rejecting the fact that we have bodies and natural bodily appetites. It don't mean either one of those things. It is instead a clear-sighted recognition of evil as evil. It recognizes evil as evil, right? It recognizes that sex outside of marriage is evil. 
Buat Sin is evil, right? Why is it evil? Because it lusts against the spirit. Um, 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 it was in the text um, from last week, Elder Shelton read it, that um, um, it is enmity or hostility against God. The flesh, the sin of the flesh is hostile against God, is evil. And mortification speaks to the fact that I recognize evil as evil. Uh, and that, that, and watch this, and, and, and that understanding leads to a decisive, radical rejection of the deeds of my flesh. Oh, oh. Radical. Putting to death. Paul uses the phrase putting to death. It can also be translated execution. Means to stop a state or activity with lethal determination. This is serious. The deeds of our flesh. It's like what Jesus said in Mark 9 if your hand offends you, cut it off. If your foot offends you, cut it off. If your eye offend you, pluck it out. That, that, that's what it says. That, 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 that's what Jesus told him in Mark 9. And, and, and this is not instructions for us to harm ourselves. But Jesus was using extreme hyperbole in order to speak to how important it is for us not to do those things of the flesh that are hostile against the holiness of God. It is extremely important that we grasp that. I can't continue living in sin and just, you know, you know, ain't God forgive me. I don't even know if I did that right. Because that's how we do it. Oh, God will forgive me. God will forgive me. But that's not real grace. See, 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 true grace, true grace is the reason why I don't want to do it. Not the reason why I do it and think I can get away with it. True grace appreciates the sacrifice that was given on my behalf. So now when I sin, it hurts me because it hurts God. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I understand that I'm supposed to be radical about cutting off these deeds of my flesh. And the only way to do it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into partnership with our will and empowers us to be able to live according to God's will. Being led by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for every believer because the Spirit leads us to live according to God's will. Secondly, the Spirit assures us of our identity in God. Verse 14 says this, For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons and daughters. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, God has adopted us. 
You know, when you think about adoption, you think about a child who is in one family, removed from that family, but then put into a system. While the child is in this system, the system has control over the child. The system dictates what the child does. It has authority over that child. But then, but then, but then, the child has no future, the child has no family, um, uh, um, and, and, and the hope of that child is, is, is typically broken. Think about us. We were, we were in sin, this system of sin. They had control over us. Oh, I'm sorry. Had control over me, right? And, and, and I did what the flesh said do because the system of sin was controlling my thoughts. It was controlling my urges. It was controlling my desires. So everything the system said do, that's what I did. Yeah, and my hope was broken. I was sinking deep in sin, right? But then um, um, I heard there was a father that love adopting children that will come and make the necessary sacrifice in order that I could be removed from the system and be engrafted into the family. He said, Abba, Father, we are sons of God and not slaves. This is important to understand, y'all, that it says in other areas of the Bible that we're slaves to God. But in context, the point that is making here, the text is making is that slaves are fearful of their masters. They're fearful of their masters. He said, we're not a slave for fear because um, somebody came into the system that we were controlled by and delivered us out of the system and brought us into the family, and that's nobody but God. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves. He took us out of the powerful control of sin and death, and he adopted us and so now the system no longer has influence over what we do but then well now we're controlled by God Abba Abba it's a, a Aramaic word Abba is thought to be a very intimate term for father suggesting that those who use it refer to God enjoy a close relationship with him a close relationship with him. Abba Father speaks to the relationship that we have with the Father. Abba, it's, it's intimate. It's about the relationship that we experience, the privilege that we experience by being in relationship with God. It makes him not just that, that great big uh, unknown, um, 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 omnipresent um, being in the sky, but it brings him down to be personal with little old me that when I'm late in the midnight hour, when all things are going haywire in my life, I can call my daddy from wherever I am. I can say daddy in my you right now. Daddy, come into my room. Daddy, help me. I'm going through a painful situation. Daddy, I need you. I don't know about y'all. Hey, I wish I could call my natural daddy right now, but, but, but even though I can't call him, I can call on my Abba Father who hears my every prayer. Ah, my Abba Father who loves me in spite of everything that's around me. I don't have to be perfect. 
I don't have to have it all together, but Abba, 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 Father, you love me. And now, because Abba also speaks to our relationship, not just his relationship with us, but our relationship to him. Yeah. We're sons and daughters. Now, now notice the initial said, we are the sons of God. And I say it, sons and daughters. I just want to make sure we understand that even though it says sons, it means something. It means something when we hear sons of God. That's not a gender-specific term. It speaks of the relationship that we have with God. And it, it watch this, and it talks about our position in God's family. Our position in God's family. We are adopted. So watch this. Now, once we adopt it and we become part of the family, um, um, they used to say the old Baptist church that you have all rights and privileges of every other member. Yeah. A son. A son comes in, and that's where it goes on when the text says we're not just uh, sons, we're not just daughters, but we are heirs. Y'all look at, look, at, look at this. This is amazing to me. So day one of adoption, I become an heir. Yeah. I don't have to prove myself. I, I don't have to serve daddy in no certain kind of way. But because I'm a son, now I'm an heir. Y'all, come on, y'all. Come on. I, I don't know about anybody else. Before he brought me out the system, I was on my way to hell. I was dying daily. I had no control over my life. I was wicked. I hurt people. But look at God, even in my messed up self, even though I hurt people. Even though I didn't have it all together, he adopted me in and then began to tell me of all the benefits I had for being a son of God. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so good. I'm so glad that God loves me and makes me not just a son, but now I'm an heir and I'm a joint heir with Christ. Yeah. I, I want us to hear this. I mean, really. Just real quick, how, how, how beautiful it is to be in relationship with God. It is beautiful. And I didn't say it always felt good. I didn't say it was, it was, it was easy. But, but, but I'm saying it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that God can take broken vessels, broken people, flawed people. Come on, you, sometimes you look in the mirror and you don't even like yourself. But God, but God sent his son to die for my sins in order that he could bring me into his family and make me an heir. Something I didn't deserve, something I didn't earn. The only thing I earned was death. But he gave me life. He said, Abba, Father, you are, you are God's son. Being led by the Holy Spirit, I'm almost done. It's absolutely essential for every believer because the Spirit leads us to live according to God's will. The Spirit assures us of our identity in God. And then, lastly, the Spirit gives us hope. The Spirit gives us hope. This is what the Word of God says. It says this, And if children, also heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, watch this, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. 
the Spirit gives us hope. No, no, notice in, in that text it says, if we suffer with him, we'll be glorified with him. This, this, this mindset takes me back um, to Jesus when he was calling his disciples and he told them, if they want to come after me, you must take up your cross. You must deny yourself, deny yourself take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. We follow him firstly by the Spirit into suffering. The old dreaded S word in the church, suffering. That thing that we feel like we should never have to do, suffering. Suffering, that thing that causes us to call every pastor on the roll in the church, and then we start on the deacon board after that, suffering. Why God? Why me, God? Suffering. The Bible says, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you as some strange thing happen unto you. Don't you know that each one of us have a ministry of suffering? It's been given to us the ministry to suffer for his sake. Isn't there something we going through? We look at Jesus and say, why me? Have we ever looked at the cross while he was suffering and said, Jesus, why me? Have we ever seen him suffering? Have we ever read the text where he gave his life for us and said, Jesus, you suffered for me. Why me? And the same reason Jesus would answer that question is the reason we would answer. When you say, Jesus, why me? Why you suffer me? He's going to say, because I love you. And when suffering happens in our life, we look at Jesus and say, I suffer because I love you. I'm willing to do whatever it is. I, I love the, 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 the Hebrew writer says that we have not strived unto blood. Jesus gave his life. Jesus shed his blood. He suffered for us. The Spirit gives us hope that even in our suffering that we have a promise that God will do exactly what he said. If we indeed suffer with him, he said, follow me. Take, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me. And when we do that, we follow or we go with or we're led with Jesus into suffering. But also... We are led by Jesus into glory. That's the promise of living a life that honors him, life of suffering, a life led by the Spirit, that regardless of what we go through in this life, that as long as we follow the leading of the Spirit, we can get through anything. This is somebody here today. You're going through something traumatic and you're struggling. But listen, if, if you made it through the news, if, if you made it through the initial, then you've already made it over. Listen, if the news didn't take you out, oh, um, Mr. Baker, you have lupus. Oh, straight up. 
So watch this. I'm going to show you how powerful God is. This is a testimony, how powerful God is. <clears throat> I was at the hospital visiting Keisha. We was in her room talking, and she was telling me about all the things that were going on and the medicine she couldn't take and all this. And then she said that um, she, she began to talk about the effects of lupus in her life. And I've been watching her struggle through this, this condition. Y'all hear me? I watch her struggle through, but I watch her be a trooper. I watch her come serve at the church when she was in pain. I watched it. I watched it, y'all. Then I got a phone call, and I said, Keisha, I, I'm, I'm going to take this call. I walked out the hospital room, and it was my dermatologist. And my dermatologist said, we ran all the tests, Mr. Baker. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that you have lupus. I said, okay. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, I wish I had better news. I said, you called me with the news you had. Y'all. But, but watch this, y'all. Look how, God, how powerful God is. I was watching somebody live in the power of God with a condition. Walked out the room, got a phone call about the same condition. Now watch this, y'all. I ain't automatically think about Jesus hanging on the cross. I ain't automatically think about uh, how good God is. I thought about how God was in the midst of that. But he was using Keisha to minister to me before I got the news. Y'all, come on. Come on. That's one of the ways that God deals with us, that he deals with us through, and he leads us through, through prayer, through studying his word. He leads us through counsel from those who are in the, the body of faith. He leads us by the prompting of his spirit. He leads us, and don't shut down your Holy Spirit ears. You'll be led because what you hear in a day might be your testimony tomorrow. I thank God. I thank God for, now watch this, y'all. I'm going to say something going to sound crazy. I thank God for Keisha's pain. I, I do. I thank God for Keisha's pain. I thank God for all she struggles through because when I look at her and I hear Pastor Bird say he come in to work sometime and he see me in pain and he celebrate God and say, if Pastor Bay can do it, I can do it. And I'm, I'm thankful that he sees that, but I'm looking at Keisha. I'm looking at Mike Will. Y'all, come on. I'm, 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 I'm looking at Pastor Goodrich. I'm, 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 I'm looking at people who are suffering and struggling through like I'm suffering and struggling through. And the same God that's keeping me, the same God is keeping them, that they're ministering to me. So even when I'm having a bad moment, even when my body's in pain, I look at a darn, amen, who's, who's steady going and steady moving. I look at a Keisha who's steady going and steady moving. And the Holy Spirit is at work in all that because my heart is encouraged because God, if you do it for them, God, I know you can do it for me. Come on. Look around at what the Holy Spirit is doing. Listen, you don't, come on, watch it. Here you go, here you go. I'm going there, y'all. Divorce don't have to be a real thing. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, ask a couple people in this room who was almost there. Yeah, thank you, sis. Look at it, look at that. She said she gave her testimony. Was almost there. I tell it all the time. Me and my wife was there. We was roommates. 
but God. But God, the leader of the spirit said, no, y'all keep meeting at the center of the ring, fighting it out. No, I need y'all to go to y'all separate corners where y'all can meet me. And, 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 and we went to separate corners and started finding out how jacked up we were while we was pointing out how jacked up the other person was. And so now I look at my wife sometimes, right, when I know I'm getting on her nerves. I say, God, I thank you. I thank you for somebody who loved me in spite of. I, I, I thank you for somebody who, 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 who prays for me. And, 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 and listen, y'all, you know the sweetest thing in the world got to be the spirit, David. Boy, she rubbed my head, boy, like this. That ain't nothing but the spirit. But what I'm saying is, is that you're not the only one going through what you're going through. And the spirit will lead you to people, right? Because that's what he does. He will lead us to people to help us to realize and appreciate how great he is in their lives so that we can appreciate how great he can be in ours. But it's only by the leading of the spirit that we open ourselves up to receive from God. Psalm 25, 5 is, is where I'm closing. It says this, lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all day. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. God wants to do a thing in his people, and it happens through the leading of the Spirit. If you're here today and you're struggling through life and you're saying, wow, I, I, need, to, I need to hear this today because I've been trying to live life on my own and I'm struggling. I'm failing at it. Well, just, just, just so you know, you're going to always fail at it in yourself. But God has given us a comforter, the presence of his Holy Spirit in our life to help guide us through our day-to-day. If you're here today and you say, listen, I, I just need prayer so that I can learn how to trust the Holy Spirit's work in my life. And I promise, we ain't going to push you on the floor. We're not going to take you anywhere else. The Spirit of God is present in this room. And if you're here, you can stand to your feet. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Michelle said, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Sis, yeah, absolutely. Come on. Come on. If you're doing it all, if you're doing everything the right way, if you know you always being obedient to God, then yeah, sit down. But if you know you struggle in your life, Come on, y'all, listen. If you can't go to the hospital and admit you're sick, you can't go nowhere else. I'm not calling people out to know your business. I'm calling them out so you can... Thank you for listening to the Faith Community Bible Church Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by the message on today. To respond to today's message, please go to fcbcstl.com forward slash respond. If you would like to give to support the mission and vision of Faith Community Bible Church, you can go to fcbcstl.com forward slash give. God bless.